Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3, episode 37 of this daily study podcast. Thank you very much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials covering February the 1st to February the 7th, Doctrine and Covenants 10 to 11, that you may come off conqueror. And today we're going to continue with the section which covers verses 1 to 33 of Doctrine and Covenants section 10 today, titled Satan Seeks to Destroy the Work of God. Now, um, we're going to start in chapter, in section 10, verse 5, and this is a well-known verse uh, in the Doctrine and Covenants, in the Scriptures, in fact. Um, the Lord says to Joseph Smith, Pray always that you may come off conqueror, yea, that you may conquer Satan, and that you may escape the hands of the servants of Satan that do uphold his work. So we are invited to pray always in order to conquer Satan. And obviously, the Lord is speaking directly to Joseph Smith in terms of escaping the hands of the servants of Satan that do uphold his work in his day. But of course, this applies very directly to us in terms of coming off conqueror against Satan and his temptations and his wiles today. Um, praying always is something that obviously I think we need to just defi- define a little bit because the Lord, after having said in verse four, don't run faster than you have strength, is not implying that in the next verse we need to be constantly on our knees. That just isn't, it's not practical to be praying always on our knees. But there's a couple of uh, things we can do. The first thing, and we're taught often, is that we need to have a prayer in our heart. Um, you know, many general authorities have spoken about this and have spoken about how we need to, you know, remember who we are. And we do this through communion with our Heavenly Father in our hearts through the day. Thanking him for things that have happened, praying for direction, perhaps through the day. Um, this is a very important skill that we need to develop. And it's a hard one. You know, once we stop our study and walk out the doors and we, we, we go on with the rest of our lives through the day, we, we can easily get lost in the in the swirls and, and difficulties of the day. But um, I think it's something we need to try and develop. The other thing that um, this could be referring to was spoken about by Elder Bednar, how he spoke about how our morning and our evening prayers should be bookending, bookends of our days, how the morning prayer should thank our Heavenly Father for this brand new day ahead of us, maybe set some goals ahead of us to be able to uh, achieve and ask for his help and guidance to do those. And then our evening prayer should be a review of that day, um, should be looking at those goals, seeing how the Lord has blessed us in that day and thanking him for that. Um, and I think that that helps us because then when we set out with our morning prayers, kind of ambitions and prayers and pleas to our Heavenly Father, that then takes us through the day and then we conclude that at the end and go into the night from the evening prayer. And so we can, we begin this cycle of praying always. This is one way in which we can fulfill this, um, this instruction. But I think we struggle with morning prayers. Uh, there was a study done recently, uh, or a study done once about uh, Latter-day Saints and their patterns of prayer. And the vast majority were, well, I mean, obviously some said they struggled with prayer, remembering to pray on a regular basis. But then those that did remember to pray, the vast majority said evening prayers, whereas I think like 10% or so said they said morning prayers. Um, Tad Arcalister said this, quote, No doubt most of our youth have their evening prayers, but perhaps many of them struggle with the habit of personal morning prayer. As parents, as their prime gospel teachers, we can correct this. Which parent in Book of Mormon times would have let their sons march out to the front of the battle without a breastplate and shield and sword to protect them against the potentially mortal blows of the enemy? 
But how many of us let our children march out the front door each morning to the most dangerous of all battlefields to face Satan and his myriad of temptations without their spiritual breastplate and shield and sword that come from the protective power of prayer? The Lord has said, pray always that you may conquer Satan. As parents, we can help instill within our children the habit and power of morning prayer. Close quote. I think this is really important. And actually, I don't think it's just the youth that struggle with morning prayers. I mean, I know it's a pattern that I see in my life. I'm very good at remembering to say my evening prayers. Um, you know, it's not always been the case that I've been. I think prayers is one of the, I've, I've always loved studying. I always love reading the scriptures, looking at quotes, like cross-referencing things. And I, I love the spirit that I feel from studying the word of God. But prayer, prayer is one that I've always struggled with. Not because, you know, I don't think it's important or anything like that. It's just a regular routine thing that I haven't had set in my life. Um, but I am a lot better now at saying my evening prayers. But morning prayers is still a struggle. You know, you kind of get up and you've got a whole day ahead of you to get things done. And so you just go. Um, and I think that that's difficult. One thing that I found that does help is having my study in the morning and then obviously having to connect a prayer with that and turning that prayer into a morning prayer is the best way. Um, but of course, some people I know prefer to study in the evenings and that's absolutely fine. You know, everyone has different patterns and preferences. So how can all of us develop this habit of, of saying a regular morning prayer? I think that'll help us then to be praying always and therefore come off conqueror uh, and conquer Satan. Uh, we move forward and uh, the Lord starts to talk about the the plan, basically, that's been put into place through Satan or by Satan uh, through these men. In verse 10, it says, And behold, Satan hath put it into their hearts to alter the, the words which you have caused to be written, or which you have translated, which have gone out of your hands. So in other words, these 116 pages, they were stolen by a wicked man, um, and and they were taken from a wicked man who was referring to as Martin Harris. And we'll come back to that if we get time. You know, do you, you know, we obviously don't question what the Lord says here, but I love how Martin Harris, you know, I mean, he will have heard this revelation and I love how, despite him being called by the Lord, a wicked man, and many of us to this day remembering Martin as a wicked man because of this scripture, uh, he actually turned his life around. He made himself worthy and ready to be a witness to the plates. One of the three only people other than Joseph Smith himself who saw the plates with an angel testifying of his truthfulness. And yet this is a man who a number of months before um, had been called a wicked man in this revelation. I just think that his his humility and repentance must have been profound. Anyway, we'll come on. To, we'll come back to that if we have time. But um, Satan basically put it into the hearts of these people to change the words uh, so that then uh, they could say when Joseph Smith, you know, did retranslate it. If that's you know that's what they thought he would do, um, they would then change the words in the in the original manuscript and say, well, look. This is this shows that when he wrote it this time, it was different, and now he's changed it. You know, this clearly shows he's not a prophet. Uh, it's not consistent. Now, I mean, I don't want to point out the obvious here, but clearly, um, these people must have thought he was working under some sort of divine inspiration, because otherwise, why would they think that he would he would do it again, uh, and it would be the same? So, I think that's um, an interesting point. But I think that um, we have to remember that all good comes from God. Uh, and therefore, uh, conversely, bad must come from Satan. Um, and I think that um, this is obviously a plan which is requiring the people to lie uh, and to try and pull things down. 
And this is what everything that we feel when we feel like we want to destroy something or we feel we want to lie about something. So it, that, that is not from God. Um, in fact, in verse 22, uh, it says, Satan stirreth them up and that he may lead their souls to destruction. L. Ray L. Christiansen said this, quote, Now the adversary knows that a little sin will not stay little, and he welcomes any and all into his kingdom by first trying to get us to lie a little, and then helping us to try and justify ourselves in doing so, or to cheat or to steal. Some folks are indeed induced to desecrate the Sabbath day until it becomes habitual with them. Some people begin to use a bit of liquor to relax a bit. Also drug abuse, evil speaking, disobedience to parents, or deceiving one's own companions. These are means he has of getting us to dis- dis- digress from the proper course. He knows full well that if continued, such diversions soon result in regrets, sorrows and losses because they lead to greater sinfulness. Close quote. That is Satan's plan. And we know this from the Book of Mormon in the second Nephi. We know how he leads us a little, a little along the path and that drags us down to hell. And I think that... Um, that's why we have to pray always, because it's those reflective, regular prayers that help us to see that some things are not right. We can repent of those and to, and return back to the path. Um, and I think that these people that uh, that did this, that had this plan uh, that was put into their hearts by Satan, perhaps they weren't, they didn't have those priorities in place. But we'll talk about a little a little bit tomorrow about the lying side, that the lie, the lying, and how um, it's interesting that they decided it, that in order to what they think expose what they thought was a lie they decided to lie and and does that justify them well, well we of course know it doesn't and uh, we'll talk a bit about that as well uh, thank you very much uh, for listening today and um, i hope you've enjoyed this study please do uh, continue to listen tomorrow as we continue through doctrine covenant section 10 and the wonderful insights we have in there um, you can follow the podcast by um, f- subscribing and uh, joining the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. Uh, and you can also email session at gmail.com if you'd like to join for a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.